You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Weatherman. Welcome to this latest edition of Gunna One, the podcast. It is brought to you by Patterson Square Garden. I'm Derek Gunn. Well, Super Bowl 55 is almost upon us. And I'm sure a lot of you out there already knew this, but the biggest American sporting event is the Super Bowl. It's also the most heavily bet sporting event in America. Roughly $7 billion from the novice better to the pros is wagered on a Super Bowl. The number is just astronomical. So I thought I'd spend this particular podcast talking about the Super Bowl, not just betting, but prop bets. Because when I started to do my homework on betting and prop bets, I was amazed at not just the volume of money bet, but the number of prop bets out there. So I said, who can I bring in who can enlighten us in terms of just betting on the game itself and what the heck these prop bets are. So I said a light bulb went on, which is hard for me to do considering the ball is, bulb is usually dull in the top of my head. So I'm bringing in a friend, a former colleague, and an expert, Brad Feinberg, uh, my former colleague at NBC Sports, who's been a professional better since 1993. Brad, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. And out of that $7 billion bet, Dark, you know $2 billion of it's from me. I, I can so imagine. It's really, it's really only five billion, and then two million, two billion for me. Yeah, I so remember you walking that. around the newsroom. You dropped fifteen hundred dollar bills, and I say, Brad, hey, you dropped a hundred dollar because D gun. Eh, just take it, man. It's like a exactly. You know, you drop a hundred dollar fr- bill in front of me. It's like somebody screamed fumble. I'm jumping on it like it's a fumble. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, Brad, you know what? To yes. to me, uh, sports betting of any kind is like spending spending a, a roulette re- wheel on life, man. Um, sure. There's so many variables involved. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely afraid to bet because, well, most importantly, my wife will say, you did what with the money? So I can't do that. So, <laughs> But how did you get involved in sports betting? You know, it's interesting, Derek. Uh, my whole life, remember, Derek, when you were, I don't know if you remember this, when you were in school, they used to give out those little sheets, at least in my school when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. They give out a sheet. It they would say, pick three and three ties lose. I don't know if you remember that. You'd have to circle a little number. And I'd be like, I'm like what is this? What is this? I'm going to pick three games. Wait, I went five for one. And I, and I was hooked. I was hooked. 
And um, I've always, yeah, I went to Michigan and I, I always, I was very good with numbers, yeah. always studied stuff. And for some reason, just like numbers, probabilities, I just was talented at it. I was good at it. I researched stuff. And yeah, basically from the time I, I finished college or whatnot, I immersed myself into, into the sports gambling world and not, but not just betting. Like people bet Derek for two reasons. They bet for action, yep, right? Yep. Or they bet to win. I've always bet to win. And there's most people, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but most people bet for action. Okay. Like, oh, if I win great, but they just like the action. They like the thrill of it. For me, I bet to make money. And in every bet I put in Derek, yeah. I have an, in my opinion, an advantage and, you know, but the best betters in the world, the best better in the world, Derek, they're going to maybe go about five and four. They went about 55% on most of their bets. Cause it's hard. You know, people like, Oh, they, I tell them when I do it, like, Oh, you, you must win every single bet. Are you like, right, you think right. I'm Bill Gates? Right. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But if that's the kid, it's, it's, there's no free lunches out there. You gotta, you gotta do your research, but if you do your research and you, and you stick to bets that are beatable, you can make a living at it and it could be fun. And I, I love it. I enjoy it. And it sounds corny, but I like helping people, Derek. If I can give any information to help yeah. people, it makes me feel good because at the end of the day, I want everyone to have fun and also to make money doing this. And I think it's very possible to do. And I, I just love it. And it's been, it's been my life and it's going to be my life going forward. And I just, it's getting so much bigger now, Derek. I mean, mm -hmm. it's now becoming like, it's, it's getting in, in state after state after state. And this is, this is an avalanche. It's going to keep going and going and going and, and sports betting is going to become, you see on the TV shows, Derek, people always talking about the spreads now sure, talking sure. about everything. It's, it's now become like the biggest thing. And it's, again, as I'm saying, it's not going to be slowing down. You know, the fact that you've been doing this for almost three decades, obviously means you've been successful at it, but, but yeah. what is your strategy? What is your key to success? Because when I started looking up stuff on you, one thing that jumped out at me was I'm like, what? And it says you like to combine computer data base with human yes. element of sports what does that mean yes you know it's interesting it's a great question because there's people that i know that try to win just with raw numbers and there's people that i know that just try to win with situational stuff and here's what i mean by that dark you could just i have a database with all my numbers of power ratings on teams and every single stat known to human mankind yep. okay and i use that it's very important but there's also a part where I call it like the intuitive, intuitive skill that you just have to have. And, and either you have it or you don't. And I'm usually pretty good at it. For example, is a team in a bad spot? Is it maybe mm -hmm. like uh, they, they have a, a big division game coming up next and they just won a big game. And now that's a, a sandwich spot game where maybe they're playing a team they should easily beat. But and the next game, they're playing their division rivals. Maybe this game, they're not going to give quite as much. And Dark, you, from all your years in the industry, you, you're an expert in this too. You probably, in my opinion, would be great at that. When you're covering Philadelphia Eagles, there's probably certain games you're like, you know, gosh, I just get a feel that they're just maybe not quite as into this game because the two weeks yeah. is Dallas, but now they're playing Jackson the week before maybe they're not quite as is is up for it so i try to look at spots in games um is, is this a spot where i think this team will be fully motivated um and and numbers can, can't tell you that like but on the flip side i can't just look at it and say okay i'm gonna go my in by my intuition i also have to look at my numbers too right what do my power rankings make a game so to me it's, it really is a combination of the two and i and in my opinion you can't just win by doing one or the other you have to have a combination of both because your power numbers you're only as good as your power numbers and your ratings but at the same time if you only only go strictly by that mm -hmm. you're going to fall 
trap to, to missing out on bad situation for teams or good situation for teams. So I try to always look at who a team just played, who they're playing next, and, and is it a good spot or a bad spot? And when you could do those things, um, did they just come off a big blowout win where maybe they're feeling a little fat and happy? and uh, Or did they just come off a big blowout loss where like, oh my gosh, now the, the coach is going like Ray Rhodes on him, like, all right, let's, let's, we got it. We got to win this game. We got to give them every, everything we have, you know, like, like a big motivator, like Ray Rhodes was and getting really up for a certain game. Um, so to me, like that's, those are the things, Derek, that I like to look at. I have to combine those two. All right. You went to the university of Michigan, as you mentioned a mm-hmm. moment ago, you got a degree in economics. Did, yeah. did you ever apply that degree to the economics field or no? You went straight to betting. No, you know, it's just right. No, I, I, no, no, I, I did, I did two things. I, I was in a, a family run business. We had a clothing company. Okay. Okay. And I, and I, and I, and I did my sports. Uh, I did my sports gambling, like, and that, which is something that, um, just, I mean, I really had no time because doing between doing the clothing and the sports, I mean, I, I didn't sleep. I mean, I, like that was, that was my life, but the, the sports, Derek, I just, it's especially, when things opened up, right. uh, like, like years ago with like the, with the, with the PASPA, when it really like when, um, governor Christie really tried to make it a huge thing, then it really, really, really changed my life because now before dark, I was able to bet in Las Vegas. Right. And I would fly to Vegas all the time. I, and I wow. would be going all the time, but now, now I, I, I'm, yeah, I live in Philadelphia and I have a place in Jersey. Also, I can go to Jersey all the time. And, and there's, there's like 10 good casinos where I can bet there constantly, but yeah, look, but having a numbers background, in my opinion, always helped me just, just be successful because it always just came natural to I me mean, numbers and probabilities. Um, to me, there's two different kinds of people. There's people who like maybe know like advanced calculus and stuff like that. Does that stuff help you with stuff I do? Maybe not. Like I, I haven't, in my opinion, a functional uh, advantage in terms of with numbers for me, they, they help me in what I do. I can okay. quickly determine, you know, okay, five out of eight, that's 62.5% chance that, you know, that I'm going to win. I, I can translate the numbers on what I need to do to have a winning bet. So I think by having a, a numbers background, it certainly helped me, but it's just, again, it's a passion of mine. And anyone, look, you know, if you if you like doing something, Derek, it really helps you become better at it, right? As opposed to, ah, oh, I got to go to the office today. For me, you know, I'm working for myself, doing something I love, researching stuff I love, stuff that interests me. And because of that, I've had success and I love doing it. So you always have these numbers and percentages spinning in your head. Do you ever sleep, yes. man? You ever sleep? No, man. Again, I can't. Again, it, and I'm being honest. I'm not. I'm no, no BS here. Like when I'm when I go to bed, I'm always thinking about what are the chances of X, Y, or Z. What, okay, wow. what, are, what are the chances of this? Like what what are the odds on this? Like like I'll give you a story. Like I was I you know and I and I I lost this one, but I'll I'll tell you it was it was the other day, Derek. It was uh, Friday night. I was thinking Matt Stafford. Yeah. Matt Stafford. He's a game changer in my opinion. I've always been a big Matt Stafford guy. Where's he going to go? Mm. I know he's going somewhere. I know he's going somewhere. And I'm like, and I was looking and I'm like, you know, like I could see Carolina. I could see Indianapolis. And the, and, and whenever a team gets him, those odds are going to crash. And, you know, I made, a, I made a couple bets on those teams thinking, I think that if he goes there, those teams' odds are going to crash. Right. 
And then he went to the, to the Rams and immediately you had about like a, and I, if I was in Jersey, I could have done it, but I wasn't, you had about maybe I'd say Derek, a 92nd window where you could have bought in the Rams at 20 to one odds. They then went to 10 to one after news of Stafford, but you had about a, a one and a half minutes, I'd say, where you could have gotten that band in at 20 to one odds before people got him at 10 to one. But I was, before that happened, Derek, I was really trying to analyze which team do I think has the best chance to getting him, which team has the draft capital. Again, I, and I actually read articles on the Rams, by the way, and it, and I, and I read multiple articles where they said they didn't think they could get it done because of golf's cap hit because yeah, they didn't yeah. have a first round pick in 2021. But look, McVay wanted to get it done. And uh, sometimes your research can't help you. And this was a case that didn't help me, but stuff like that, Derek, I'm doing all the time and I'm right more and I'm wrong. This is one of the times I was wrong, but I always admit when I'm wrong. You know, and it's and it's good to admit when you're wrong. Sure. And it's good to see when you make a mistake. How can I get better? I always focus on my misses, not my makes, because I want to say how can what I do wrong here was my process okay? How can I make my process better going forward? All right. So how many years have you been married now? Two thousand and one. You so better you better know this answer, or else you're in trouble. You better know yeah. this answer. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that. It'll be twenty years in August. Okay, so twenty years. So yeah. you tell this beautiful lady that you you want to get yeah. married, and she's oh, yeah. what do you do for your living? And you yeah, tell her no, no, I'm yeah. a professional veteran. And what's her response? Well, I she looked like I had three eyes or, or, or three ears or something. Like, you know, it's funny. But it's what's what's cool about it now, Derek, is is back when that happened. Yeah. And look, even like you know. My dad, who like, you know, I love my dad as much as anyone in the world. My dad is, I've been fortunate. I had, you know, everyone likes to think, and I know I had the best dad you could have. Sure. A dad that really, one of the reasons I am who I am is because of him and how well he's treated me and how great he is. But, you know, he, even someone like him was a smart guy, educated guy. He, when I would talk about the, this, he would be like, uh, it would be like taboo, right? It would almost be like sports better. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what, yep. what, what, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and, and, and it was a little uncomfortable, but. Now with it, with again, with the whole thing, what really honestly changed Derek yeah. was what happened in New Jersey when they when they enabled it to be legal in all these states. Now people accept it like they accept anything. It's become part of society, part of culture, which in my opinion, I fiercely believe it always should have been like that. Yep. But it used to be, yeah, there was a little bit of a stigma to it. Like, oh, that's what you do. But now it's like, oh, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's changed. It really has changed in a good way. And, and because it used to be a little more challenging and you have to be like, oh, I sports, but you know, like, <laughs> now it's like, yeah, like I, 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 I can, I can hold my head high because it is, it's everyone has it. Everyone does it. Uh, and again, I really try to help people in any way I can. And it makes me feel good to do that. And now it's become mainstream in society as before back when I got married, it wasn't like that. It was different. It was harder. Uh, but things have changed all for the good. And, and it's only going to get that much better for like people, like my kids ages who are when they grow up to be, you know, mm-hmm. gambling age legal. And it's going to be, it's going to be that much more in society where everyone does it. And it's not going to have that, that feel to it that it had like, you know, even five years ago, you know what I'm saying? So you're not surprised uh, uh, because I'm blown away that sports betting has taken America by storm. You look yeah. at, it, it's on every commercial uh, TVs now, radio yeah. spots. Everywhere you turn, somebody's sports book is doing a promo now. Uh, it is huge with radio stations. And the money that's paid out just to, to be able to uh, get sponsorships and, and to sell their airtime, it's, it's crazy. So did it surprise you that, that sports betting has become what it is now? Derek, I mean, I'm being honest, no reason to lie to you, 0%. Zero percent. I would have okay. gone all in, like all in, and like I was a hundred. 
as much confidence I've ever had anything in life is it exactly what's happened would have happened because Dirk, the reason was we already saw the model in Europe. Every place in Europe, when you go when you go to like England, every every corner was a was a was a sports book. Okay, everyone in Europe loves to bet, and it, it was everywhere. And me and my sports other professional sports bettors we would always talk about like gosh there's going to be a time when like you know when you look back and like it, when a prohibition like oh my god alcohol wasn't allowed back in like you know with when the al capone day. like really like sure, how sure. could that be there was no there was alcohol wasn't allowed and 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 people are going to look back and say oh my god in the two early 2000s 1990 sports gambling wasn't allowed what how could that be that's impossible right right sports gambling's everywhere and, and it'll be like going to the supermarket and buying food like everyone has it and so I actually did foresee this. It shocks me 0% because I know people inherently dare. look at the March Madness star. Yep. Okay. Name me one person that, you know, I mean, one, I even, even like if it's a person who doesn't follow sports, it could be, it could be uh, your wife, your grandma. There's not even not a huge sports person. Right. Everyone likes to fill out those brackets yes. because it gives them something to root for. And they, and they, and they, and they, and they love it. And that's Absolutely. a form of gambling and, and, and people, and what's cool about sports gambling, you don't have to bet big money to, to enjoy it. I, I have doctor friends of mine who bet five, $10 a game and they're as into it as me. Who's betting more than that, you know, and, right. and they, they love it. So I just think as society, we like to gamble. It's something we enjoy. And uh, again, I think it's here forever. All right. So what do you get out of this beyond the money? Is it the adrenaline rush? Is it the, the uh, unpredictability of chance? I mean, what, what, what's it, what is it for you? What's the motive behind it? Yeah, for me, Derek, and I'll be honest, like, first, I just love it. Okay, that's number one. Again, you can't, as I said, the movie Rounders, your fate chooses you. But for me, I like the fact that, look, and I'm, as much as I love sports betting, I do realize sports betting is not made for the average man, Derek, to right. like win millions of dollars, right? Like, these casinos are not built, you know, for, for the Derek Guns and Brad Feinbergs right. to walk away like, oh, congratulations, here's two million, you know, like, these are businesses, and these businesses are meant to be profitable for the corporation. So what I love, and it just makes me feel good is, you know, I'm beating something that you're not supposed to beat. You know, like I'm, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to beat Patrick Mahomes in a game, right? I'm not supposed to beat these, these markets, but I find a way by doing my research, by doing what I have to do and by putting in the time, Mm -hmm. I find, I'm finding a way to beat something that you're not supposed to beat that that these big corporations are supposed to win at, but I beat them. And that does feel good. I don't call it ego call, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know, but I just enjoy it. And um, it's really, honestly, it's really not so much the mon- monetary aspect. Obviously, that's nice. But for me, it's more just the, the saying, you know what? I'm, I'm winning at something that is supposed to be not beatable. Yep. And, but I do it. So I just, and I love it. It's just fun. All right. So as you know, betting for the next Super Bowl starts right after the current Super Bowl yes. is over. So we, let's go back to uh, last February. Soon as Super Bowl 54 is over, Kansas City beats San Francisco. All right. So people already started talking about who's going to win Super Bowl 55. Let's yeah. start with Tampa Bay. They jumped off the board at 50 to one long shots to win Super Bowl 55. Okay. Then they go out and sign this guy named Tom Brady. All of a yeah. sudden now they're 16 to one. And then by the time the 2020 regular season kicks off, uh, Tampa Bay, more money is bet on Tampa Bay than any other team uh, out there. All right. According to several sports books. Now, did you get in on that Tampa Bay action? What do you, what do you think? Of course you did. Heck yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I got. I have. I have. I have Tampa Bay. I do have. A, I do have a Tampa Bay ticket. Sixty-five to one odds to win the Super Bowl. Similar to what I talked about, Derek, yeah. about Matthew Stafford. When the whole Tom Brady thing hit, I said to myself, 
I don't think he's going to be back on New England. And I, and I, and I, I really just didn't think that was going to happen. And I looked at what teams I thought made the most sense. I thought Tampa Bay made the most sense. Okay. Um, and they're getting 65 to one odds. And I'm like, you know what? This is a team with Jameis Winston throwing 30 interceptions last year. Okay. They played really well. Their defense actually was good. They mm-hmm. obviously had good offensive pieces. I'm like, and, and look, I don't think Tom Brady is anywhere near his prime anymore, Dark. But what I thought he did do, which he would do well, is not turn the ball over. And I'm like, if they just had a quarterback that didn't turn the ball over, this would have been a double-digit win team. Mm-hmm. And I knew if they got him. So, look, there was some luck involved. Obviously, he could have gone back to New England. He could have gone to a number of teams. But I did get that. Uh, but, again, it's interesting. I, I did have them at 65-1. to one. My third biggest investment of the year was the Chiefs at 6.5-1. to one. But my top two investments, again, were total blanks. I had Seattle. At twenty-two to one, which they had a good year, they yep. went twelve and four. Can't can't say it. But my biggest investment, and I'm embarrassed to admit, was the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I really thought oh, Derek. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. I I really thought the division was going to be poor, um, which it was. I was right on that aspect. But I thought they would run away with this division. I thought Philadelphia was going to be really not good this year. I didn't like Washington. I didn't like New York. I thought just in the division, they could win five or six games. And again, I thought they had a good offense line, great receivers, good running backs. I love Dak. I thought their defense would be improved. And I just thought not having Jason Garrett as coach Mm -hmm. would just automatically make them a better team, but they probably maybe went to a worse coach. I don't know. But, but again, I was, because I had the Tampa Bay bet and I had the Kansas city bet, I'm still going to do good. Even though my two biggest investments, neither one hit. Hey, speaking of Tom Brady, of course, another Michigan alum. Exactly. Are you amazed at what this man is still doing at 43 years of age? Yeah, I, I am. But Derek, you know, it's funny. And I, and I love, I look, I like Tom Brady. I've always, yeah, the Michigan thing is huge, but I got to ask you a question, yeah. Derek, and I, I want yeah. your opinion because I, I think Tom Brady is getting maybe a little bit too much credit in terms of he obviously changed the culture there, and and he and he deserves everything that's happening. Right. But when I look at that game last week against Green Bay, you know Aaron Rodgers was pressured almost every play, and I yep. know Derek, you from your Green Bay day, I know you're you know you've always had a fondness in your heart for that. Oh, for that, that game hurt me. That. It hurt me. Oh, yeah. I look. I bet that was a, I had Green Bay in that game, and I was and I was wrong. But I look at that game, and I'm like. Brady, it was 7-7. He threw a Hail Mary to Godwin where the defender should have intercepted it. Somehow, not only was it not intercepted, it it, it became a, a, a Hail Mary to Godwin. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams drops a touchdown pass that he catches probably 80-85% of the time. Yeah. The next play, uh, Dowdus Kent was cr- across the middle wide open. Rodgers doesn't see him. He throws it to Adams out of the end zone. That cost him another four points. Uh, right before the end of the half there, Brady uh, throws a ball. It should have been intercepted. The defender... Instead of just trying to catch it, trying to run with it before yeah. he intercepted yeah. it. Next play, a 50-yard touchdown to Scotty Miller. That's another seven points. Drop two-point conversion, mm-hmm. another two points. They gave away, Derek, 20 points yes. to that team. And in a championship game, you can't give away 20 That's points. That's right. Put sal- pour away. salt into the wound. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, no, look, that game hurt me, too. But I, I didn't think Brady – I got to be honest, Derek. He threw three interceptions in the second half, three. And he should have had thrown a fourth at the end of the first half. I don't think he played well. I don't think he played well against New Orleans. Uh, he, just, he played better than Drew Brees, I suppose. But I kind of feel that they've won because their defense has made a lot of plays, and I give them credit. And they've been they've gotten some breaks. Again, I always say process over result. I feel like they've gotten a lot of breaks, Tampa Bay. I really believe that. I'm not trying to take away credit from them. Right. I'm not trying to take away credit from, like, for example, let's Philip Rivers has been just, you know, kind of ripped for being like, you know, not that good at the end of his career. I'll be honest. And yeah. I'm not saying not deservedly so, but I thought if Philip Rivers 
this this version of Philip Rivers, right. this this twenty twenty one vision of Philip Rivers. I think if he'd been the quarterback in these past two games versus New Orleans and Tampa Bay uh, for, mm-hmm. and Green Bay, I think Tampa Bay still would have gone to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's because of Tom Brady they went. I think Tom Brady, the first. 20 years of his career, he was the reason these teams went to the Super Bowl. Right. This time, I think he was along for the ride, and he's getting props as being the main reason. I really don't think he has been, Dark. Now, you may call me off from my thinking on that, but uh, I think he's kind of been very fortunate. That's just my my, my two cents. I'm curious your opinion, because you, you I know you know the sport as well as anyone. What are I, your... I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but here's a prime example of a, a quarterback uh, being surrounded by enough talent to cover yes. up his not only deficiencies, not only his deficiencies, but also mistakes, glaring mistakes he may make at a game. He didn't play a perfect game against New Orleans. He didn't play the perfect game against Green Bay. But look at the other elements that stepped up and bailed him out. The sure. defense making time and time huge. again big plays. And, of course, those two teams, you know, um, when you look at look at the Green Bay team and the Tampa Bay team that met back in uh, I believe it was week 6 when uh yeah, Tampa Bay ta- Tampa Bay smoked them. Now both teams were different teams, but here's the difference. Tampa Bay's defense was even better in the latter half of the season than they were the first half of the season. Yeah. You look at the young kids they had playing on the back end of the end uh, and then of course in that Green Bay game, they lost both both of their starting safeties in that game. It was impressive. You know, Antonio Whitfield got hurt. Really well. But the other guys yeah. that stepped in, it's the number one, it's the scheme, it's the personnel, it's the diversity that you have. Then you look at who Tom Brady's throwing to. Gronkowski yeah. does it catches one catch yeah. the whole stinking game on a screen pass. You got Cameron Braid over here. Great. You got yeah. Mike Evans over here. You got Chris Godwin. Oh, and Antonio Brown didn't even play. Yeah, you're right. See what I'm saying? I agree with you 100%. No, it's the perfect I, storm. What you just said, I think it's yeah, I, that's it. But that's how. But I don't think the media has portrayed it. Like I agree with everything you said. I think he's been surrounded by talent. Where now, when he's not in the prime of his career, he could just be along for the ride, as sure. I said. Which is nothing wrong with that. No, by the way, I'm not. No. Like at 43 years old, he's had. Look, and I'll actually say this: at the end of the year, Derek, he played really well against Detroit. Granite's Detroit. Yeah. Played really well against Atlanta. He played some really. They were seven and five, and they won the last four games. And he played really well against Washington in the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah. He's had it for 40. He's probably had. For a guy in his 40s, as good a year as you can have, I'm not knocking him. He's had a very, very good year, yeah. much better than he had last year. But I'm just saying specifically in these two playoff games against New Orleans. Yep. And again, he threw for 45 yards to Brown, uh, Evans, and Godwin against New Orleans. But they won because Breeze threw three interceptions, had four turnovers, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and their defense did it. And then again, I thought the same thing this week. He got that fortunate Hail Mary touchdown, the fortunate Chuck to Godwin. I... I don't know. I, again, I'm not trying to throw three interceptions. I didn't, I think he's, I think the team is one up for other reasons other than Tom Brady, other than he changed the help change the culture, which I can, you can never, and you, Derek, I know with your, you have so many experience being in locker rooms. There's probably so many times yeah. you could tell when a guy was there that he changed the team as much as anything, just the culture of the locker room. And I'm sure that you've been in those equal locker rooms where you're like, this team just, wasn't a good mix and other teams are like this was a great mix because of this player or that player with their positivity just getting guys to be accountable and i'm sure that getting brady versus Jameis, and people mm-hmm. may have liked Jameis, but he was a turnover machine and and he, he made mistakes now you get brady he brings things to credibility absolutely and 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 and, and, and if there maybe there was a guy that slacked off like five percent or ten percent maybe he doesn't slack off anymore because yeah. tom brady's there saying yo you got to stop that immediately. And he's going to listen as opposed to yeah. someone like Jameis Winston. He maybe doesn't listen. So that those are the things I do give Brady all the credit for, Dark. But in terms of the actual on-the-field performance, right, right. I think he's maybe getting a little bit too much credit here. But that's just my opinion. You know, during the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game, uh, the, the broadcasters were talking about Bruce Arians said that Tom Brady's like having a coach on the field. Yeah. 
There is nobody smarter when he steps to the line of scrimmage trying to decipher what he sees across the line of scrimmage. And Brady does not hesitate at calling a timeout, talking it over with Arians. Arians says, basically, do what you want to do. You know, it's, sure. a, it's a chess match, you know, for 60 minutes. And nobody plays a chess match better than Tom Brady, you know. So I, I look at Tom Brady handpicked Tampa Bay. You know, I give him kudos for that. He basically yeah. handpicked where he wanted to go. And then, of course, they add to Antonio Brown later, you know, um, and you look at where they are right now. So that's why even when Tom Brady makes mistakes, unlike a lot of quarterbacks, Tom Brady is still in a game. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. You got the young kid in Patrick Mahomes. You got the you got the guy who's, who should be out grazing in a past, pasture in Tom Brady. <laughs> but the, it's, he's just a marvel that at 43, he's still relevant in today's game. All right. Now, Kansas City. Uh, they go obviously. They've been a heavy favorites ever since Super Bowl Fifty Four concluded. Um, yep. How have you approached betting Kansas City along the way leading up to this game? Well, it's interesting, Derek. Kansas City. They went over. I think it was ten or eleven weeks. This is a crazy stat. It, yeah. it, it was two and a half months by not winning a game by a touchdown or more. Now, if I said that to you, you'd be like, "That's impossible." How could this team go? In essence, they've gone sixteen and one, not counting the, mm-hmm. the Charger game where they weren't playing their guys. They're basically sixteen and one, and they they went two and a half months without winning a game by a touchdown because they did, they just kind of did what they had to do to win these games. Now, yep. there were some misleading scores. One of those games being Derek, the Tampa Bay, uh, Kansas City game earlier. Kansas, you know, Tampa Bay scored two late touchdowns to make it twenty-seven to went from twenty-seven ten to twenty-seven twenty-four. Um, but this is the team, in my opinion where I don't want to say they were coasting. It's not, that's not fair to say for a team that went 14-1 they were coasting. And Andy right. Reid, I think, is as good a coach as there is in the league. But I feel like they just did what they had to do, and they've been waiting, in my mm-hmm. opinion. This is just my opinion. And as I said, Derek, you'd be the perfect person to ask because when you all your years covering teams and being in those locker rooms, th- this is what I'm talking about, combining numbers but also having yep. that intuitive feel. And to me, you would – intuitive feel you would be a 10 out of a 10 and having those feel on the certain teams if they're just waiting for the playoff start but that's how i how i see this kansas city team where they were just waiting for these playoffs to start it's like okay guys now now we're going to unleash everything now we're just going to really no button button up any mistakes we've made let's let's kick some butt and look against cleveland who was a good team right uh they were they were winning by i think two touchdowns or 17 points when Mahomes got hurt i thought uh, Chad Henney got a little bit too much credit from the media. Like they scored three points in one and a half quarters with Chad Henney in the game, three points. Okay. They, they, he didn't come in and play like Mahomes. Like, he made a nice run on third and 14 and he made, he made the clutch pass on fourth and one, but they scored three freaking points with the guy in a quarter and a half. So let's not make him losing Mahomes in that game clearly killed Kansas City's momentum where they would have blown that team out. And then last week against a really good Buffalo team, Derek, they won 38-24, and again, that was even misleading, that score. We had a muff punt for a touchdown, uh, an onside kick, which led to another score from them at the end of the game. And that could have been a 38-3, 38-10 game very easily. So I think this Kansas City team right now, Derek, is the best team in the league. Um, they remind me of Alabama. That you know, This game reminds me of the Alabama-Ohio State College Championship yep. game. Yep. Where I know, I know that uh, Kansas City is in the score. And when they're done scoring, they're going to score some more. Okay. <laughs> you know, and Tampa Bay, as good as they are on offense, and they're and they're good, they'll score their share of points, but they're they're not going to score every time. And I I can't I just don't see Kansas City punting. It's hard to stop this team from getting 10 yards. It's just it's really hard. And Andy Reid knows a, a team, Derek, what does Tampa Bay do better than anyone in the league? They stop the run. Right. Number one in the NFL by far against the run. You don't have to twist Andy Reid's arm to, to pass the ball. And, right. you know, and, 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 and I think it's just going to be that much harder to stop this 
this Kansas City team because Andy Reid's going to mix in runs when he has to. Yep. But again, if, if Mahomes and a couple of props, if we, we could discuss, I could tell you I like, and one of them is involving Mahomes, where I think Kansas City's going to pass the ball even more than normal. He The most he passed all year, Derek, was against this uh, Tampa Bay team earlier in the year, and, and he threw for 450 yards. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was his best game of the year was against Tampa Bay. Is that because Tampa Bay has a bad defense? Of course not. But it's because you can't run on this team. And he can't even get in his mix in his runs because you get one yard every time you're running against this team. So he's he's like, all right, I'll just pass on you for, for 10 yards, 12 <laughs> yards a shot. And so I I, I, uh, I think Kansas City is, is going to be too tough for Tampa Bay. Here. All right. I don't have to tell you this, but, you know, Kansas City was 8-10 and 10 against the spread this year. Yeah. They're only the fifth team ever to get to a Super Bowl with a losing ATS record. All right. Yeah. Did it make you a little nervous, uneasy when you started deciding which way you wanted to bet or uh, how you were going to bet this game? No, no, because, again, Derek, I always say process over result. And when I look okay. at Tampa Bay and how they've gotten here, again, I – and I'm not trying to take credit away from them. Their defense has played well, but I, I felt like Green Bay gifted them 20 points. I truly believe that. And I felt like New Orleans – now, Breeze, to me, was an aging guy where I kind of – the dam was was about to burst, and it finally burst in that one game. But I didn't think that Tampa Bay did much on offense. Now, they're facing a team – this is not a criticism to Tampa Bay, Derek. Right. I just think you have Kansas City. You have the best players with the best offensive coach. So we're finding out what happened. When you, when you take the best skilled guys in the, in the universe yep. with the guy who's the best play caller in the universe, in my opinion, Andy Reid is um, – they're just unstoppable. And then they, you'd have to have a defense, in my opinion, Derek, like those 85 Bears back in the day. And it's so hard in this year's NFL to have dominant defenses. The best is probably the Rams. And if and if, if they were to face Kansas City, you know, I think they would get smoked. I just don't I don't think any team can stop this team. I think to beat this team, you're gonna have to get lucky. If there's a deflected pass, mm. it can't hit the ground. You gotta intercept it. If there's a fumble, Fumbles are luck. Who recovers it? You have to recover the fumble. If there's a muff punt, you have to recover that muff punt. They're going to need, in my opinion, at least two turnovers to get to have a chance to win this game. And if you get two turnovers, if you're plus two, then the game, in my opinion, is probably a 50-50 kind of game. But if they don't, if this turnover battle is close to even, Derek, I don't know how. If if there's no flukes and no turnovers, I don't know how Tampa Bay competes. I really don't. I just think that they're too good. On offense, Kansas City, they don't make mistakes. They never punt the ball. Right. It's just it's just going to be really hard. One thing I've read, I thought it was really interesting. It says uh, a few sports books are looking at seven-figure losses on future markets. If the Bucks win Super Bowl 55, yeah. their last four games, they've covered as the underdogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're right. They look, they're playing. Look again, they're playing really well. And we saw their. Now, here's the one thing that's interesting, Derek. We saw Fisher from Kansas City, their tackle, leave injured. And we saw what happened. David Bakatari yep. uh, from Green Bay was out. And, and we saw JPP and Shaq Barrett have five combined sacks. And they really. One thing I will always say, Derek, and I don't know if you agree with me, but you know, people are like, oh, how does this quarterback do under pressure? I think they all stink under pressure. And I yeah. don't mean that as a negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you have guys who are about to sack you, how can you be good? It's like, I'm not, like, and Aaron Rodgers had an all-world year, and, you know, and he's mobile, and he's great, and but he was pressured on every play. And it, in my opinion, I don't think it was his fault. I mean, right, like, right. guys are in his face. Like, what are you supposed to do? And say, the same thing, in my opinion, would happen to Mahomes. I don't think it was an Aaron Rodgers thing. I think you saw a team that couldn't block Tampa Bay. Now, if Kansas City's offense line struggles with, and I don't, I, I'm not, I don't know if I can tell you with certainly how much value 
that Fisher is versus the backup. Right, okay, right. If it's, but if it's like the Green Bay situation, that's another way that Tampa Bay can stay in the game. Is it getting a couple of sacks, which would leads to a couple more punts from Tampa than from Kansas State than normally would happen. But if they cannot make those big plays, Derek, and it is just a game where there's no turnovers and the teams just play. Kansas City can't lose. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of this and, uh, and talk some numbers here. Um, yeah. We're going to get the prop X in a moment. But first of all, the over-under for this game, as you know, is 56 and a half. Which yeah. way are you going, over or under? You know, this is this is this is a tough one for me. Again, my numbers made this over-under right at 56. It's 56 and a half. Um, I, w- I would say, I again, I think it's going to be right around there. I mean, I think it's going to be right around there. I, I like other variables instead Derek. i like taking kansas city more and kansas city more in terms of instead of laying three you can do like various exotic backs kansas city minus nine and a half getting like over two to one kansas city yep. laying 12 and a half getting three and a half to one those are things the overrunner in this game is i would potentially take a shot on tampa Bay's team total yep under because like you know this is supposed to be like a 30 to 27 kind of game and I I like Tampa Bay to go under 27 points. Um, I don't think that they're going to score, you know, is as big as they normally score. Yep. That's just my opinion um, because I think Kansas City will have the ball a lot, will have possession a lot, uh, and they're not going to punt that that often. So, but in terms of the over under itself, it's right around the numbers that I made it. But the and as a deviation of that, I like Tampa Bay's team total under in terms of over-unders. All right. As I mentioned off the top of this podcast, there's over 600 prop bets yeah. uh, for Super Bowl, in this case, Super Bowl 55. Um, how many prop bets are you betting on in this particular game? Give me a number. I'll probably have, when it's all said and done, Derek, probably about 30 to 35. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be wow. a lot. But I, I, have, I can give you – I have about, like, for the listeners out there, I have about, like, seven of them I really like that I'd like to share with you guys, which I – which I think are very strong bets that are winnable bets that are bets, you know, I feel pretty good that you guys will all make money on. So I can, I can share those with you. What the, those, those seven are. Okay. All right. Before I do that, I got a, I got a bunch of just random prop bets. I'm going to throw at sure. you. I don't know Talk if you're, I don't know if you're betting on them or not, but okay. let me know if you are betting on them or not. And if you're not betting on them, tell me still give some insight as, as to which sure, way you would absolutely. be leaning. All right, Abs- here we go. Absolutely. First one. Which is my favorite, which is which is ridiculous. Uh, the amount of time the national anthem will be sung in. The over under <laughs> is one minute fifty nine seconds. You taking the over under? Yeah, well, I got to tell you something. No, I have not bet this shit, but I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this. No, 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 don't laugh. What, don't laugh. What? I get, I get, I have guys, <laughs> the pros are friends of mine that they they somehow I don't know how they do it. If you're in a studio, Derek, they're practicing this, right? And you're someone who's in the sports world. You know when you have to practice something like, you know, okay, it has to be a minute, Derek. When you're practicing it, you're going to get it between 58 and 60 seconds basically every time. Right, right. right? When they're practicing these national, there's people in there are hearing these tapes and they they'll leak because everyone now knows you can bet on this stuff. So they're leaking out saying, okay, this, she, you know, she sung it in 98 seconds, you know, and that information gets out. And when that information gets out, it is gold. So I, 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 I bet, I bet, I think the last like seven, I've won all of them because I get information that my, my pro bench are telling me, okay, this is what we're hearing. And then it's just, and the information is almost like never wrong. It's just, it's just, it just wins. It's like free money. Uh, I have not heard anything yet on okay. that, right. but I'm sure I will. And uh, hopefully it'll be another one. All right. By the way, the last three national anthems have all been sung uh, under two minutes. So just yeah. for anybody yeah, listening out there. Be, 
Yeah. yeah, it used to be people would like really try to, you oh know, my goodness, yeah. stand it out. I'm like, like it, enough like already, a, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like a, it was like a, a way of proving yourself. Aren't I going to make this like a the longest of the long? But you're right. Now it's it's kind of gone the other way. All right, coin toss, head or heads or tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Yeah, tails never fails. Is that your expert advice, my man? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I hope I hope everyone listens. If one thing I'm telling you, don't bet the coin toss. Do not bet the coin toss. I'm gonna give you some good bets. Don't bet the coin toss. All right, next one. Which team will win the coin toss? You know, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Andy Reid wins it. Why not? I'm gonna say Andy Reid. Oh my goodness. All right, here's another one for you. Uh which team scores first? Are you betting that one? Well, no, I well, no, because that that the reason I'm not betting that one, Dirk, is it's too luck driven to me. Okay. okay? And what All I right. mean by that is, uh, whoever wins the cost obviously is probably going to defer. Okay. And whoever gets the ball first is is going to be a big favorite to to score first. So no, I don't. I try to stay away from the luck driven props as much as I can. Because again, okay. I, as I said, and I, look, I'm not knocking anyone. If you if anyone out here wants to bet on this because it's fun, right. oh my God, enjoy. It's awesome, and I'm the huge fan of that. But again, I'm betting to do this. I'm I'm betting to make money, and so. But if I would, if you ask me who I think is going to score first, yeah, uh, I would always be on the Kansas City side because even if Tampa Bay does get the ball first, I think there's right. probably about a 50 50 chance that they will score. 50 50 chance they will punt. Uh, and then again, every time Kansas City has the ball, I'm just, I, I'm just, I think it's gonna be very hard for Tampa Bay to stop this Kansas City team. All right, your f- first score method: field goal, touchdown, or other method. Um, uh, uh, which way would you lean? T- touchdown, but it's always putting in the number dark, especially okay. you know, like it's just, especially with a team like Kansas City, they, they, you know, they, they score so many touchdowns, it's hard to stop this team. But look, if if you're looking at just to get lucky these are these odds are always efficient these are not like when they're saying first you know first play will be a, a, a touchdown versus being a, a field goal those numbers are efficient those are not what i call quote-unquote bad numbers you're betting them you're betting just for the action which is totally as i said totally cool totally fine um if you want to do that it's great but you're not betting you that's not something that would be a mathematical edge for anyone out there i'm saying okay. if you want to do it i would probably you know i would probably just bet kansas city t- touchdown to be the first score of the game in terms and just in terms of i think that's the most likeliest outcome okay what about the highest scoring quarter what would you what advice would you give there which way would you lean yeah, well, usually, obviously, the second and fourth quarters are always the highest scoring quarters, Derek, because you get like in the in the first half, you get the two minute warning where teams mm-hmm. are always trying to score at the end versus the first quarter where there's no two minute warning. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, one of the teams could be down and they're just they're going two minute the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, two the second and fourth quarter are clearly the two favorites here. But again, as I'm saying, like these are these are. These are bets you just you're hoping to get lucky on, but I would say the second and fourth deservedly should be the the favorites, and then you know which one that would be between the second and fourth. You're flipping a coin. All right, which team scores twenty points first? What's your advice? Oh, I I again I and this one again. Now this this to me isn't so much luck driven. So this one I do like Kansas City, Derek. Again, just because again I'm comparing it to that that Alabama Ohio State game. I just feel very confident that Kansas City is going to have an incredible amount of success despite going against a good defense in Tampa Bay. And I, and I think that this Tampa Bay team, while they will have some success on offense, Dark, I don't think it'll be nearly the sustained success okay. that Kansas City will have. So I like Kansas City to get 20 points here. All right. Now, the weekend is performing the, uh, the, uh, the halftime show. Do you know who the weekend is? You know the weekend, right? 
Yeah. Okay, so they're performing the halftime show. Yeah. Over under on songs sung. The over under is eight songs. Would you take the over or the under? Oh, I gotta go under. <laughs> I gotta go under. That that see that 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 seems that seems that seems high to me. That's eight? I'm telling is you. Is that true? That's eight, what I'm seeing is the over under is eight songs. Well, you know what? Because they'll probably do one of those things where they they probably will sing part of a song for like maybe like forty seconds, yeah, fifty yeah. seconds, and then go on the, as like maybe like the chorus or like whatever it is. Like maybe as opposed to singing the entire song because the entire song, no way, Jose. No, that's impossible. No. But but I'll still go uh, under eight. You. I would go under eight. I mean, I don't want to hear eight songs. That's, I want to get back yeah, to the second half eight. of the game. I don't want to hear that. I was going to say, eight seems you know? really high I love the, to me. I love, I love the weekend, but I don't want to hear eight songs. Yeah, eight songs Well, you know, they extend, seems... the, they extend the halftime, but I they extend that. the halftime show now. And, you know, they do bits and pieces. They'll do, mon- you know, they'll do a montage. They won't do the whole sure. song. So maybe eight. Yeah, that, mm, no, I'm, I'm going to go under eight. I actually, that seems really – it would take high? nine for you to lose. It'll take nine. Nine songs? Yeah. It seems yeah. man, that seems high. All right. I may have one, to look at that, get. Derek. You may you may yeah, have just yeah. I'm gonna actually have to research that sucker now. Not no, I'm being oh, serious. I'm, that sounds like and let, and let me and let me know if I'm right or wrong. Me. Yeah, I'll look yeah, it up. Okay. I'll look it up. All right, here, here here's one that's really weird. Will the weekend mention President Biden? Now here's the numbers I'm looking at. Yes, is that plus seven uh, seven fifty? No, minus two thousand. I mean, seriously, somebody bets on this stuff. <laughs> Well, here's the best part about it is, can you imagine, can you imagine if you were told they're going to mention Joe Biden, you can get plus 750? You'd be like, man, I'm going to go, I'm betting, you could get that, you could think you're getting seven and a half to one. Oh my gosh, that's the kind of information I would love to get. You give me that, I'll freaking be retired and I'll be like, oh my God, give me seven and a half to one on that information. But yeah, I mean, look, that's obviously an information kind of based thing. The odds are clearly it shouldn't happen, but gosh, sometimes don't you wonder this? If someone you know, saw that who was performing and they'd be like, you know right, what? Right. I, I can get seven and a half to one on that. I'm going to, I'm going to pay. So I'm, you know what? Why not? Let's make someone happy. <laughs> Cause you know, no one's laying 20 to one on the no, no one's laying 20 to one, but there are some people I'm sure it'll take. I, I, a friend of mine who was a bookmaker always used to tell me, he goes, Brad, he goes, you could, he, he actually used this analogy. He goes, you could say, Will uh, you know uh, a helicopter land into the into the fifty yard line at the start of the fourth quarter, or like or like something that's not yeah. never going to happen? Like and 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 you right. say yes, fifty to one. People will just bet it just because. Oh well, maybe you know, like people like to bet yes at big prices, <laughs> like they they do, and 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 no one likes to lay no at a big price, but they like to say, oh God, maybe this will happen. Will like a you know will it snow? You know, you, really, you know, it's something that can't happen. Like they'll just they'll they'll still bet it just because. All right, here's one I'm going to be watching closely. I, I, I'm not a better, but I'm going to watch this one closely. I, I think this is interesting. What will be mentioned first? Tom okay. Brady's in the broadcast. Tom Brady's tenth Super Bowl or Tom Brady's age forty three. Wow, I got you thinking now, though. That's I? a great one. Now that yeah. is, I would, I would. I was just going to initially say the 10th. I'm going to say 43. Okay. So that's what you would tell uh, betters out there. Hey, lean towards the 43 yeah, more 43 so than the 10th yeah, 40, Super Bowl. Because here's what, here's what they're going to say. I think, tell me if you agree with me. It's the guys, they're going to say 43-year-old Tom Brady headed to his 10th Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. Kind of like you can kind of just lead it into that. I agree with you 100%. As opposed to in his 10th Super Bowl is 43-year-old Tom Brady. I think 43-year-old Tom Brady now in his 10th Super Bowl makes a lot more sense. All right. Final answer. Now – Here's the moment of truth. I want everybody yeah. out there to listen closely. It is time for Brad Feinberg's seven best sure money 
prop bets for Super Bowl 55. Go. (laughs) (laughs) And if I lose, Derek's giving a refund on everything. (laughs) (laughs) You won't find me, brother. (laughs) (laughs) His address is going to change real quick. Uh, Okay. I got two punts, two punt prop bets for you, and they're both kind of similar but different. Kansas City, Derek, over under three and a half punts, minus 148 to the under. I like under three and a half punts. Um, They've gone under that about two-thirds of the time, but in the playoffs the last two years, Derek, they have never once punted four times, okay? And I see no reason why they're going to punt four times against Tampa Bay. Um, I think it's just going to be – they haven't under Andy Reid in the playoffs the last few years. They've yep. gone under every single time. I just think it's going to be very hard for them. I like under three and a half punts for Kansas City. Next, this is my favorite one. Out of all the props, this is my favorite one. Which team will punt more? Tampa Bay is minus 140. Dark, for all the reasons I've been saying, I just feel so good that Kansas City is going to just move the ball and score, move the ball and score. And I just don't see many punts. On the other side, I don't think Tom Brady has played that great, Derek. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it on the show. Like, I, I think he's played nicely in some spots, but he's not as consistent as the, when he was when he was 27 or, or heck when he was 37. Sure. Okay. Sure. And, and I think that they will have enough times where they don't score. I don't think this is a team that's going to score every time. Um, I think they will punt some. And, and I just think, I think this bet should be way over two to one odds and only laying a dollar 40. I love Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay to have more punts than Kansas city. Next, uh, McCall Hardman, good player, but his over under is 28 and a half yards. Dark. He's gone under that seven of his last nine games. Okay. Now, in addition, Mm -hmm. we have Sammy Watkins coming back, which, in my opinion, is going to limit his snap count at least a little bit because they have Demarcus Robinson, too. And I think Robinson and Hardman, it's been the Robinson, by the way, it's been Robinson in the past who's gotten the playing time over Hardman, Dark. I I follow this because I have to follow this stuff. Sure. Now, for this one game, will be that way. Maybe, maybe not. But Hardman, as I said, has gone under seven to nine with Sammy Watkins coming back. I'm going to dare him to get 28 yards, 29 yards receiving. Similar one here, Byron Pringle, one and a half receptions. He's gone under that five out of eight. He's gone over that. I'm sorry. He's gone over that only five out of 18 games. Okay. So he's 13 and five to the under. Uh, Now, again, we talk about uh, Sammy Watkins being back. I think there's a real chance, Derek, that Byron Pringle gets five or six snaps and and has no chance just because he's not even going to play. Now, before he was playing and he was still going under, now I don't think he's going to play. So I think that's a really strong bet. That's four of them. Tom Brady. Now, even though I didn't, and I am picking Kansas City to win the game, Derek, Tom Brady's overrunner for touchdowns is one and a half. Now, you mm-hmm. can bet one and a half minus 215, but you may say, God, that's a big number, minus 215. You have to put up 215 right, right. just to win 100. But, Derek, you can still have value on that because, listen, Tom Brady's gone over one and a half touchdowns, 16 of the 19 games, including 10 in a row. And now while I do expect wow. Kansas City to win the game, that doesn't mean that Tom Brady can't have two touchdown passes. Again, he's been about 85% this year. I think this line should be at least 3-1, to one, minus 300 at least. And again, he's gone over 10 straight times. I think that's a good bet, Derek. Um, this is an interesting one, and, and it's uh, Cameron Brait. He says he certainly played well, and he's a nice player mm-hmm. for them, but his over-under is three and a half catches. He's gone under that uh, 13 of 17 games. He's gone under three and a half catches. Wow. And you can get plus $1.25 on the under. So to me, it's like here's a guy who's only doing it about one out of four times, and you're giving me plus 125 he goes under here. Again, I see no reason why, you know, it, even if you want to call it 50-50, which it's not, 
you're giving me plus 125. That means it's a really strong bet. And the last one I'm giving you, Derek, totally penalties in the game. Now, these teams, it's, it's 11 and a half, and these teams are averaging 11 and a half penalties. But here's the hidden gem. First of all, their trends recently have all been down. But, Derek, in Super Bowls, penalties are usually about 20% lower than they are in, in a regular season game. And I want right, to right. know why that is, because I do. No, no. Think about it. This is the NFL's premium thing. Everyone in the world's watching it, right? They don't want penalties ruining the game where people are like holding penalties, like, oh, got another penalty. They want people to watch the game, enjoy it, and not be like, it's a penalty fest. It yeah, look, look, at what they, look at what they let Tampa Bay and Green Bay get away with in that game. It was, it was like, example. it was professional mugging. Exactly. You're, you're right. And, and, and Green Bay got the short end of that. Stick. Yeah, they did. The, Rodgers threw his one interception on a holding penalty they didn't call. And then on the same exact play that they called at the end of the, the game. Yeah. But my point being is, yep. and, they're, and they're prized. This is what everyone's watching, Derek. They don't want 15, but the answer like, oh, God, 15 penalty in this game. They'll call a blatant penalty. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of those 50-50 ones that may call in a regular season game, that's why you see Super Bowls, there's less penalties. But to me, it makes perfect sense. While I'm sure the league office is saying, they're not saying don't call something, but they're saying make sure if you're going to call a penalty, it's a freaking penalty. So if you can get under 11 and a half, I think that's a really strong bet. I think the over-under should be closer to nine and a half. So I like that under. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have Brad Feinberg. Seven sure money prop bets for Super Bowl 55. <laughs> hey, my man, I got one final question yeah. for you before I let you go because I've sure. taken up so much of your time. What is the craziest... No, on. Thank you, brother. What is the craziest prop bet you've ever wagered on? Oh my gosh, Derek! I wish I, I, I got. I don't know what the craziest prop bet I've ever. I, I mean, <laughs> because I because to me they're I, all crazy. I, I mean, they're all they're all crazy. Oh, you know, oh, you know what's funny? I did. Okay, this is one I did. I pink. Remember when she saw? I think it was for the Eagles suit. Yes, they had her hair color. Yes, and because she's a Philly girl. I bet on green. Come on, man. come on, man! You didn't did, bet on I that. Did. No, you did. I swear, I swear to God, I this is. A, 99% of the time, I don't bet that kind of stuff. But this is the one time I actually try to be amateur psychiatrist. I'm like, <laughs> she's an Eagles fan. Maybe she'll just wear it green. And, 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 and I lost. I lost. I lost. But that was to me. But that was a good lesson. I'm like, all right, Brad, serves you right for being an idiot. But I did bet on pink to have green hair. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, also, I want to include the fact that you have a new job description. You're, uh, now, yeah. correct, me if I'm work- correct me if I'm wrong. You're working for betprep.com. Is that correct? Yeah, betprep.com, and it, it's a great site, Dark. And I, again, you know, like I actually, I, what happened was a friend of mine started this company. He goes, Brad, what do you think of this site? And it's called betprep.com. And, and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's for someone like me likes to research stuff and do like, especially the props. For example, Derek, you sure. can put in Patrick Mahomes, you can put in his last one game, his last five games, his last 25 games, his last 50 games. How many yards is his over under? Oh, I'll give you an eighth. I like Mahomes over 321 and a half. I lied. That's the eighth prop I'm giving you. Mahomes over 321 and a half okay. is the eighth one I'm giving because right. I expect a lot of passes. But um, you could put that in there in their system, and it, it'll tell you in his last 50 games, Patrick Mahomes has gone over 321 and a half 27 times, gone under 23. And you could do it for, for rushing attempts, right. for receiving yards. So it's just a, it's a great site, and they have it for basketball too. I really like it. I use it for all my research, and I, and I, I believe in it because I use it every single day. You know what, man? You know what, man? You're you're a human machine. You 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 (laughs) should be working for somewhere like Apple or Microsoft, man. I should. Uh, You should. I mean, you you don't sleep. You constantly have numbers swirling in your head. Um, But you know, I can't thank you uh, enough for doing this, man. You know, I love you like family. 
Um, I, oh, I appreciate you coming on Gun on One, the podcast, man. And don't be surprised. I hit you up down the road several more times uh, I, I during the off season and getting into next football season because <laughs> I'm not going to anybody else to talk betting other than you, my man. I got to give you props, and I say this, uh, no joke. I think your podcast name is the best podcast name ever. I love Thank it. you. I think it's the coolest can, thing I've ever heard. I'm like, I think can it's we, like can so we make money awesome. off it? Can, can you help me make money? Yeah, off yes, yes. Uh, over I, under? I think it's, I think it's the best. <laughs> thing. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. But thank you so much for having me again. I love our talks. Love talking. I hope thank everyone you, out bro. there can get some winners to everyone. And again, continue your great work. And thank you so much for having me, Derek. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, you know, Brad, I would say good luck in the Super Bowl, but you don't need it, brother. It I don't need it. It ain't luck. It's scale what you do, <laughs> my man. Hey, uh, that'll conclude this edition of Gunner One, the podcast. Once again, it's brought to you by Patterson Square Garden. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening in this week. And as I always tell you each and every week, everybody out there, please stay blessed. But more importantly, be a blessing to each and every person you encounter. So until next time, so long, everybody. of D-Gun Enterprises in Patterson Square Garden. Elvin Shabazian and Wes Pendleton are the executive producers on behalf of Patterson Square Garden. Lead producer is Derek Gunn. Associate producer is John McNeil. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Elvin Shabazian. Original music by Weatherman. For more information about the podcast, visit gunonone.com. And please, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive rating if you're feeling the show. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.